to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. Uh, hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. And welcome to the extra episode of Remember mm-hmm. Twilight, Remember Eclipse Edition, but actually Remember Short Second Life of Brie Tanner. Whoa. Episode. Jeez, that's really good. It. I love that episode. Thank you. For those of you guys who don't know what the short second life of Brie Tanner is. It's a little short story that Stephanie Meyer released after Eclipse came out. And it's about the vampire Brie, who we meet in the battle, but we only meet her very briefly. And then Stephanie just started writing her story. And so I'm going to read a little bit of the introduction to you so that you kind of know what's going on. From the intro... Uh, Writing Brie was the first time I'd stepped into the shoes of a narrator who was a real vampire, a hunter, a monster. I got to look through her red eyes at us humans. Suddenly we were pathetic and weak, easy prey of no importance whatsoever, except as a tasty snack. I felt what it was like to be alone while surrounded by enemies, always on guard, never sure of anything except that her life was always in danger. I got to submerge myself in a totally different breed of vampires, newborns. The newborn life was something I hadn't ever gotten to explore, even when Bella finally became a vampire. Bella was never a newborn like Brie was a newborn. It was exciting and dark and ultimately tragic. The closer I got to the inevitable end, the more I wished I'd concluded Eclipse just slightly differently. I wonder how you will feel about Brie. She's such a small, seemingly trivial character in Eclipse. She lives for only five minutes of Bella's perspective, and yet her story is so important to an understanding of the novel. When you read the eclipse scene in which Bella stares at Brie, assessing her as a possible future, did you ever think what has brought Brie to this point in time? As Brie glares back, did you wonder what Bella and the Collins looked like to her? Probably not. But even if you did, I'll bet you'd never guessed her secrets. 
I hope you end up caring about Brie as much as I do, though that's kind of a cruel wish. You know this. It doesn't end well for her. But at least you will know the whole story and that no perspective is ever really trivial. Enjoy, Stephanie. Amen, Stephanie. That's a beautiful thing to say. Um, The fact that she says that no perspective is ever really trivial is Mm -hmm. so beautiful. Yeah, super important to realize that everyone else is living their own lives and has things that are important to them and people who love them. I mean, I sit around and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this person thinking of me? What is this person thinking of me? What is this person da-da-da? Guess what? They're not... They're not really thinking of me. They have their own perspective on life and they have their own things that they're thinking about. And that's that's true for every single person. I love that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's Wednesday. Thank you. The day be- the Wednesday before graduation. Cool. For Bella. Yeah. Um, so while Bella is taking her finals, fussing about having a graduation party, wishing she wasn't being babysat and dealing with Jacob, Brie is living this terrible vampire life. Yeah, when we first meet Bree, she is three months a newborn. Oh, man. So she's still very, very new to her vampire life. And unfortunately, she has to hang out with all of these idiot newborns. Oh, my gosh. That's all she talks about, basically, this first little (laughs) chunk, is how literally, like, dumb these other two vampires are. And she, like... (laughs) can't get over it she's like they're stupid they're dumb they're annoying they're dumb they're so dumb they're so dumb well and she she feels that way about all of them so the first thing she does is look at a headline on the newspaper and I can just imagine her like head on forehead a hand on forehead just being like oh my gosh because it's like Seattle under siege death toll rises again and she's like oh I haven't seen this one yet and Riley is gonna lose his mind Mm -hmm. so we pick up with Brie in Seattle, and it's nighttime, and she's out hunting with some of her fellow newborns. Two of these newborns, Bree describes as useless, stupid, and dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys, instead of like actually hunting and be doing what they're supposed to be doing, they're arguing about which superhero would be the best hunter. <laughs> Yeah, they're kind of stuck in the, uh, they've got like the Spider-Man thing going on where they're climbing up things, they're climbing up the uh, the wall, and I'm like, man, I wish I was a vampire, uh, but she's like so frustrated, and she's, are we ever going to hunt? You know, she's just like bored now. Mm-hmm. Um, then she sees this other guy. Yeah, this other vampire, the Diego. fourth person, Diego. And all Brie knows about him right now is that he's older than all of the rest of the newborns. Right. But he is looking at her and she's like, well, he must have heard me sigh. And so she looks away. But what she doesn't know is that he's interested because she doesn't act like these idiots. Mm -hmm. She's not being the idiotic newborn that he's used to seeing. Right. Uh, Just then a car pulls onto the street where they're (laughs) all hanging out at. And um, one of the idiots... We learn his name is Kevin. He steps into the middle of the street and he does his best Hulk impersonation where the car's coming at him and he grabs it by the bumper and just swings it over his head and then slams it into the ground behind him. Kevin! That's pretty rude. But remember, humans don't matter. Oh, yeah. They're just walking food, basically. Do you think it's interesting to see that stupid, immature people remain so even after changing into beautiful mythical creatures it's kind of annoying but it makes sense (laughs) like their stupidity gets amplified (laughs) 
And the the woman driving the car, of course, begins to scream. And Diego tells them that Riley said that they need to lay low. But they're like, whatever, is Riley even Riley here? said. Yeah. Since there's only one body in the car, Brie immediately holds her breath because she doesn't want to have to fight over this one person with these two idiot boys. And um, Diego takes off running. And so Brie follows him. Right. It gets really dark. And I, I don't... I. <laughs> Some of the imagery is really gross. I mean, the way that they talk about the way they're just treating these human bodies, like, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie got real dark real fast. It makes me really excited for Midnight Sun. Me too. Can't wait. Me too. Yeah. So, like, Um, these boys are just, like, grab human, pull out of car, rip in half, share. Yeah. It's really disgusting. Um, So, Brie, here's here's where we first learn that Brie is strong enough to resist this kill. Yeah. At only three months old. Three months. Which, as we've learned from Eclipse, it takes about a year for um, newborns to kind of chill out. Mm-hmm. No, at three months, she's strong enough to resist the kill, even though it's right there in front of her. And she sees Diego later dazing out of there, and she decides to go with him. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Good job, we... Brie. And this is like... Also a part of her like self-preservation that she had when she was a human too. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't want to have to get in a fight with those people because I know I'm probably not going to win it. Yeah. And so if I want to stay alive, I have to get out of here. So it's kind of cool that she was like a pretty scrappy person as a human. And that has like helped her as a newborn vampire right. too. Right, right, right. So Diego runs for miles. <laughs> miles across the rooftops. <laughs> and she is going around him. Um, she's like, and, uh, is it him that says idiots like Riley wouldn't give us instructions for a good reason. Self-preservation, for example, is an ounce of common sense too much to ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brie though, she's like, dude, I'm so freaking thirsty. My throat is on fire. When are we going to eat somebody? And so Diego's like, yeah, um, I just wanted to get away from the idiots first. And Bree's like, why is this dude so, like, normal? Okay, so Diego, you guys, and I, I've read this book before, but I didn't realize that Diego is a super awesome, important character. Mm-hmm. And as is the tragedy of being a newborn vampire, we lose him very early on. And, it, oh, he's so good. So when I was first learning, I had a lot of the same, like, I don't trust him that Brie has because mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you trust anybody? But everything that he does is good and, and he just wants to be friends with Brie. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. So he compliments her. He's like, you did pretty good for only for being able to run away um, for only being three months. And she's like, well, yeah, I didn't want to get mixed up with the other two. And so Diego's like, amen with that. <laughs> And then Brie, again, just notices, like, how normally he's talking and how he's just having a regular conversation when, like, all that's on her mind is how thirsty she is. So she asks him how long he's been with Riley, and he tells her that it's been 11 months. And she's like, whoa, you're the oldest person besides Riley around (laughs) then. Um, Aside from Raul, who's in charge of the idiots, I guess. And is an idiot. Also is an idiot. Um, Diego then points out that there's three people on the street below them who seem to be arguing. It's two women and a man. And Brie assumes that they are sex workers. And these must, of course, be the kind of people who Riley wants them to be going after and targeting 
which are the people who won't be reported missing. Right. Um, news flash, though, guys. People who engage in sex work do have families yeah. and people who love them and they're not any different than the rest of us. Right. And I don't think that this is Brie. This isn't her narrative. This is obviously, you know, Riley's narrative that he's been told by Victoria. But mm-hmm. um, this is a classic tactic used by serial killers. And from all of the listening and reading that I've done, one of the reasons that serial killers get caught is that they think that. Mm -hmm. Like, they think to themselves, oh, this human who I've just found, nobody will miss this person. Mm -hmm. But then when that family misses that person and they put up every every bell to find that person, luckily, some of the time, these serial killers get get caught. Yeah. Because these people have families. Yeah. These people have kids and they have husbands. I know that that's like a surprise to some people, but these people are married. They have families. They have relationships. Mm-hmm. And we cannot just assume that they, they won't be missed. Yeah. Just because they're <laughs> sex workers. <laughs> exactly. And Bree still does what Riley says, though. So she's just going along with it because it makes sense to her to not try to not call attention to themselves. Right. Um, After all, she didn't know about vampires when she was a human, so the vampires must be discreet for a reason. Um, Of course, with a bunch of newborns, they all are going to make mistakes. And uh, every time that Riley finds an article in the newspaper, he goes home and he yells at all the kids (laughs) and he starts breaking stuff and people start ripping arms off and lighting each other on fire. And then Riley just has to like start the whole process over again. And somebody's like, I guess we're being careful, but nobody's being careful. So what's the point? Oh, man. It's really annoying to be the only one following a rule that you find important when no one else is following the rule. It's so annoying. I literally cried for like 20 minutes yesterday because I was like, I we're doing all of this stuff to stay safe and to not catch and or spread a deadly virus that I'm not specifically worried about dying from, but I know lots of other people will die from it and are. And yet I still see pictures of people like just going to huge parties and having lots of fun and all this stuff. And so I get really like sad because I'm like, I st- I want that also. Yep. And then Mark's like, he's like, we are not going to regret this. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, it's hard. It's so hard to not just be angry at that point at everybody, mm-hmm. which Brie is. She's so, She's so mad. angry at all these other newborns. Uh, Diego does a very big sniff of the alleyway, <laughs> and then he enters his hunting mode. He does like a cat butt shimmy. Yeah, and then he jumps off. Crouch in a and a pounce. Yep. So Brie also does a a <laughs> sniff, but wiggle pounce. And they go eat. Diego goes after the dude. Brie grabs one of the girls. And um, when she finishes hers, Diego's already done with the dude. And she's like, oh, no. Am I going to have to fight him for this third girl? I know, because she's like, the problem with humans was that they never had enough blood in them. And I, I always say that. <laughs> not enough blood and not enough you know, stomachs. Just we need more blood. We need more tummies. Yes. Um, Diego just offers her the girl, though. He's like, you can have her. And she's like, are you sure? That seems like a trap. Well, and here's we we learn something about Brie as a human being, mm-hmm. not just a vampire, where she says, I couldn't remember anyone ever giving me sympathy before. So I wasn't positive what it looked like. 
Mm-hmm. So sad. Yeah. So she grabs the body and like runs back a little bit and he's still just being like normal. So she eats this other girl. <laughs> Until she has blood literally like sloshing around her belly. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. so full. <laughs> and she also notices how clean this girl's blood tastes. Mm-hmm. Because most of the people that they go after have either like drugs or alcohol in their system and they can taste it in the blood. And so that just makes her even more suspicious of like, why did Diego give me a good person to eat too? Wow. Super weird. So he's like, you looked like you needed it more than me. I remember Mm -hmm. how hard it was in the beginning. And she goes, does it get easier? And he goes, in some ways. And then they look at each other for a second. And that's like the beginning of their like, they're going to be friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they have to dispose of the bodies, though, and so, so gross. Diego suggests that they stick them in the sound, and so they pile them onto <laughs> their shoulders, get back onto the roof, and run to the waterfront, and then they dive into the water, and this water is not, like, super awesome. It's kind of gross. Yeah, it's they just dive full in, of garbage and stuff. Swim, 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 all the way down to the bottom. Diego grabs a big boulder sitting on the bottom and lifts it up and then they shove all the bodies in the hole and then he puts the rock back on top and kind of squishes it down so the bodies will stay in there. Did you have any idea that Stephanie Meyer could be so dark? I love it. I love it too. (laughs) It's amazing. It's very amazing. This is a whole other perspective that we get from her that gives this whole other view of how she sees things and how she can write about different things like people do not give her the credit she deserves mm-hmm. um also you know there's going to be a foot coming up onto the shore from one of these people in at a least a boot. <laughs> a, at foot least boot. a boot <laughs> uh, because the night is still young they decide to go and kill a couple more people who they describe as homeless, and therefore, Ugh. again, no one will miss them, which is, it's so, again, so sad. I not hate correct. It. I mean, they're families, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they eat them, put them under a different rock. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. So Bree is starting to feel comfortable with Diego mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. So they put these other bodies squished in and Diego goes for a high five underwater <laughs> and Bree's like I guess boop swim away really fast and then they go back up to the surface and Diego just starts laughing and he's like that was the worst high five ever and she's like I didn't know if you were going to try to pull my arm off and he's like yeah good point anybody else would have <laughs> Diego then says that he should be good for a while. He doesn't need to go eat anymore. And Bree's like, man, that must be nice because I can only go a couple days before I get thirsty again. But Diego can go a couple weeks. So that's something to look forward to at least. Um, but she'll have to, of course, come back out with those idiot vampires again. And Diego's like, well, I'll come with you if you want. Yeah. Because Diego is chill. He's chill and he wants to hang out with her. He wants to hang out with somebody who's not a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, speaking of them, that reminds me, uh, do you want to come run an errand with me real quick? (laughs) She's like, yeah, sure. So they run back to the place where the idiots left their pile of cars and bodies. Yeah, they go back to where Kevin and company, the -hmm. world's worst law firm, left their mess. (laughs) Yes, they have just piled up 
three cars right on top of each other and then left a bunch of bodies like around the car pile. And Diego's like, can you be any more obvious? So <laughs> him and Brie rearranged the scene to look like it could have just been a really bad car accident. And then they light everything on fire. He thanks her for helping. And then he sees if she's ready to go back to Riley yet. And she's like, no, thank no, you. She does not want to go back home. She feels awful there. Yeah. And she's like, can we go get more books, actually? And he's like, totally. I need some new music anyway. So they get back on the roofs, run to Barnes and Noble, break in. And you know what? I She just finished all of Shannon Hale's books. Yeah, done with those. I love Shannon Hale. She's moving and on. And then I was like, wait a minute, are Stephanie and Shannon Hale friends? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, she totally gives her acknowledgement in mm-hmm. the back of the book. I love Shannon Hale. She's awesome. You guys should read Shannon Hale books. They're very, very good. They're girl power heavy good mm-hmm. books. Yeah. So Brie goes and just takes the next... <laughs> it's easy for you to say. <laughs> Brie goes and takes the entire next shelf of books <laughs> to read and goes over to find where Diego went. And he's just sitting at a table looking at the CDs that he picked out. And she's like, why is he so normal? This is so yeah. weird. The last time I sat at a table across from someone was the day I met Riley. That was the worst day of my life. Mm hmm. And then uh, Diego's like, how come I never noticed you around the house? Where do you hide? And Brie has figured out something very cool. Mm -hmm. So there's this vampire named Fred. Freaky Fred. Uh, And he's, nobody knows, nobody can look at him. They can't look at him without literally wanting to like. They're like. Die. (laughs) They're vampires. being grossed out. But every time they see him, they're like, what? They like want to throw up. <laughs> That's and like so the Bri- best vampire power I can which, think like, of having. How cool is Fred? Because he's like, see that couch over there? Mine. Mm-hmm. And so he's taken the entire couch. Yep. He sends out his creepy gross vibes for everybody. <laughs> and Bree's like, I'm going to sit behind you. And so she climbs behind him, behind the couch, and just reads books all day. Uh-huh. And so nobody even knows her. No. Yeah. I love it. It's super cool. It's so cool. Yeah. So she's like, well, yeah, I see sit behind Fred all the time and he's like ah yeah that makes sense um he tells her that Fred is one of Riley's favorites because get this I overheard a phone call with her and I learned that Riley is trying to find vampires who have skills (laughs) Bree's like oh that's cool. Did anyone else get mentioned? And he's like, apparently Raul has some kind of magnetism thing where he attracts people who are not smart. Here's what I think, though. I don't think Raul is special. I think he's just loud. Those are two different (laughs) things. Easily confused. They are easily confused. Arrogance. Think of it. Mm -hmm. Think of all the like people who are in leadership and who we people think they're special. But I'm like, no, they're not special. They're just obnoxious, Mm -hmm. and people confuse that. Totally. That's what I think about Raul. I don't think he's special. So Diego's like, yeah. Apparently, he has like this power and apparently that's special and they need him because something is coming Mm, and they need a leader Mm -hmm. Diego asks Brie if she's ever thought about why Riley asks them to keep a low profile and she's like are you spying on me I don't really care either way yeah actually I was just thinking about that tonight 
And then Diego says that they're obviously not the only vampires in the world and that there must not be that many. So then why would she be making so many of us? Yeah. So, okay. I love this. I talk about this a lot in the next couple of sections that we've mapped out in this book. Mm -hmm. But um, Diego is obviously like... He's older and he's been around and he's been watching Riley very carefully. He likes Riley. He thought that Riley was his buddy, mm-hmm. um, but Riley's just keeping all these secrets. And so Diego has had a lot of time to think, why is Riley keeping all these secrets? And now that he's found somebody who he's like, well, she's kind of calm and she seems pretty put together and smart. Maybe I can test the waters and see what she thinks about this. Now, the thing about Brie is that she is just always suspicious. And I have to think that, like, this is a carryover from her human life, which was terrible. We'll learn about it in a little while. Mm-hmm. But um, she just doesn't trust anyone. She believes everything that Riley says implicitly. But now comes around Diego, who is totally different, totally chill, totally cool. And he's like... Well, why do you think that we have to do these things? So this is the very first time in the three months that that Brie has been like, oh. I could think about something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Why? It's so cool. I love it. Yeah. She, so she thinks about it for a second. She's like, well, yeah, Riley doesn't even like us. And this girl has never even introduced herself to us. So good point, Diego. Mm-hmm. Why indeed? No, he goes... Want to hear what I think? (laughs) And she's like, yeah. And then here he comes. He's got a bunch of theories and questions. Yes. He's like, I think that there is something coming that she wants protection from. And he starts to get into it. And then the sky starts to brighten. And they're like, oh, no. Time to go home. Because we learn that these guys have been told that if vampires are outside during the day, they will burn. So we know that they've been told a lie. Mm-hmm. Mm, but before they go home, you got to go to Target. You got to make your stop. I understand. <laughs> Imagine being in an empty Target. Incredible. She should just live there. She should oh live my gosh. there. All the books, all the clothes. All the everything. Just live at Target. It's like that movie dream. where the heart is. I love that movie. The Walmart baby. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. We gotta do a remember where the heart is I episode. I love that movie. Me so too. Much. So they go to Target and instead of going to the like sports section and getting an actual waterproof <laughs> bag, which you can buy. Right. She just gets like ziplocs and yeah. shoves all of her books in zippies yeah. and closes it. But she she was a neglected child. She probably never went camping. She yeah. doesn't know that you can buy actual <laughs> actual waterproof bags. Probably very true. Yeah. At she Target. Zips all her books up, sticks them in a backpack pack and then they get back on the roofs and run 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 back to the water dive in she doesn't start kill swimming. people on the way she sees people but she doesn't kill them yeah she's just she's awesome she's, she's a superstar and um they get in the water they're swimming then diego's like want a race and so then brie beats him to the other side of wherever they're going to the land is it an island 
probably. Who knows? And so they get there and then Brie goes over to where the house should have been, (laughs) but she finds that it has been burned down. Oh no. Which is a problem because as far as she knows, she has to get inside for a whole day. Yeah. But the house is down. (laughs) And so this is troubling. She's like, I guess we could lay under the roof. (laughs) But, But Diego has a plan. He has a plan. No worry, Brie. Follow me, he says. Love it. Guys, so there's our first, that's one, uh, pages one through 25 yeah. of the short Second Life of Brie Tanner. Yeah. Uh, she's really cool. And when Stephanie's like, I hope you guys like her. And I'm like, I do. I like her so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie is really good at writing a sad girl. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's so true. I'll confess to you guys, I do not remember a single thing about this book. (laughs) Only the only things I remember, of course, is that Brie eventually dies because that happens in Eclipse and that her name is Brie. All of these people are brand new to me. I don't remember anything about this book. So, well, I think that you and a lot of our <laughs> listeners are in the same boat. Yeah. And so, I cannot wait to talk more about these chapters and to get more into it and learn more about this sweet little baby angel. Yeah, me Kay. too. Okay, we'll see you guys next week with what pages? Uh, next week will be pages 20, 26 through 51. Awesome. So, if you're reading along, go ahead and read, and we will catch you guys next week. Yep. Love you. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at Remember Twilight Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a voice message on Anchor or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.